Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both SnoozeFest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Natalie Fay is a certified sleep consultant through Center for Pediatric Sleep Management and the founder of Sound Sleepers by Natalie Fay. Natalie works full-time as a household manager and nanny where she enjoys partnering with parents to support their children and the entire household in unique ways. Adding sleep consulting has allowed Natalie to expand her reach and promote wellness for young children and parents alike. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So before we get started, give us a little background. Tell us about you. Uh, what are you up to professionally? And, and tell us why you ultimately decided to get certified to work as a sleep consultant. Sure. So I am currently working as a career nanny. Um, I live in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so it's a big college town. And I actually work for two surgeons who are also professors. So they have like a super busy life. Um, and back in 2020, which was actually right as the pandemic was getting started is when I was hired for them. Um, I was kind of making a career change myself. I was in a graduate program. It wasn't feeling right. So I came back to nannying because I kind of had done that in college and I loved it. I just didn't know that you could do it for a career. So that was like a perfect timing. Um, so these these guys uh, had never had much experience with kids. So they really needed someone to step in and be someone to look to for all things baby, really. So I was really fulfilled in that role. Um, and then while I was in it, loving it, I always definitely want something more because I, I don't want to be a nanny forever. Um, so I, someone recommended your program to me. I think it was, I think it was a student. It was Anna. Yeah, it was Anna. It was definitely yeah. Anna. Um, and I, I was like, wow, I didn't know you could do this professionally. I had been working with families for like years, just kind of off the cuff, helping their kids sleep. I didn't know I could like make it into a business. And I was like, it literally felt like the universe. It was like aligning. It felt right. Yeah, I love that. You really, you really did come into the program. I was so excited that that we found each other because uh, you had such great experience with with littles, and we're definitely. I think you were craving a way to like expand your reach, and you know, I was excited to be able to give you that opportunity to do so. Yeah, it was perfect. Definitely. So you enrolled in the course in August of 2020, and you were finished a few months later, I think by October. Uh, how did you juggle working full time while moving through the curriculum? And then I guess my next follow up question is like, now that you're up and running, how do you juggle supporting families while also nannying full time? Yeah, so I do work 50 hours a week, which is a lot. But I what I love about nannying is it's kind of, um, well, at least my, my role, it's kind of varies, but you can be flexible. So, um, the little guy that I was, the baby was three months old, three or four months old, which actually made him like the perfect, like practicum subject for all the material I was reading. So that was really cool. Um, I was really be 
being able to put the info I was learning into practice. So while he was would be napping, if I had extra time and other things I didn't have to do, I'd try to just sneak in a little bit. Um, and then I would commit myself every night, I would set my timer for an hour. And I would just sit down and work for an hour and get done as much as I could. And honestly, instead of like, Reading over it for like the whole evening and probably not getting that much done. If I just gave an hour, I got more done than I would have anyway. So that worked out for me. Yeah, that's perfect. I always tell people, we talk a lot in entrepreneurship about the power hour. And it sounds like you were putting that to use without even realizing that you were doing that. But, you know, everybody has an hour in their day somewhere where they're, you know, busy scrolling the internet or, you know, scrolling Facebook or watching Instagram reels or whatever you do when you're just sort of like mindlessly passing the time. And if you can be really intentional with just an hour of your day, I mean, you got, you got done, you were finished the course in, I think two or three months. So it really, it didn't take you so long. No, no. Okay. And then what about like once, once you were certified, uh, what did it look like to, get your business off the ground while also nannying? How did you juggle supporting your family that you were working with, but also like that grind that there is, you know, just in the beginning of getting anything started, right? Like you have to hustle a little bit to get, to get off the ground. And what did that look like for you? Well, I will say like, and I mentioned earlier, I had been in graduate school and that's also a hustle, but the difference there was like, I deep down didn't really want to be doing that. And with this, it was like, this is what I think I've been looking for professionally. So I had that like drive, like I had, I wanted to be doing it. It excited me. So in that respect, it kind of like inspired me to find a way to make it work. And for me, what that was, was I luckily knew a few people, my friend's a graphic designer. Um, and I, I, so what I realized was, is I had, you know, my time constraints, but I, and I knew what skill sets I had and didn't have. So I delegated. So I knew that I wouldn't be able to create my own website in a time or in quality of what I would want. So I hired my friend to do it for me. And it really helped me. I still was making progress and I was supporting a friend, but I wasn't overloading my own plate. And that's kind of what I did for a lot of the tasks. And then just the other things that I did do for the business, like writing copy or kind of going making my packages with the, I want them to be, I did the same thing where I would set a timer um, and just, just work when I felt that motivation and when I felt the energy to do so. And I wasn't being hard on myself and giving myself hard deadlines. I just was following my like energy. If that sounds, if that sounds like real, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that that's exactly right. And I think that you make a good point that when it's something that you're really excited about doing and something that truly sort of lights you up and, you know, gives you life it yeah. doesn't feel like work. I always say that because people will ask me all the time, like, how much time do you have to put in? I always think that's a funny question. Like, how much time do you have to put in? I don't know. Yeah. I want yeah. to put in all my extra time be- because I love doing yes. what I'm doing. So I never yeah. look at it as like, how much time do I have to spend on something? It's like, where can I find more free time to work yeah. on something that really lights me up and gets me excited about everything I'm doing? 
That's it exactly sounds like maybe you felt the same way. I definitely did. That's what it was for me. And it had been something I'd been searching for professionally for a while, ever since I went to grad school, I was really searching because I'm someone who does want a career. And when I, I want to be a mom someday and I, I don't, I want to also have a career. So it, it just felt right. And yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. So you just said something that I wasn't planning to talk to you about, but I think I should ask you this question because I'm sure others are listening and are wondering. Um, you're not a parent yourself yet. No. Uh, and, and a lot of people do ask me that, like, do I have to be a parent to do this work? Um, right. Or do parents, will parents trust me because I don't have children of my own? Um, yeah. how, how would you answer that? I mean, I, I know you're doing it, so yeah. so it must work out okay, but did you have to get over that mindset hump on your, did you have to get over that in your own mind? I did. And I think I even might've asked you that on our first discovery call way back when, when I was learning about CPSM Um, and you were like, absolutely. Like just, I I actually remember what I said to you. It's now, it's now jogging my memory. I remember what I said to you at the time, my daughter was in a preschool class. Her preschool teacher was the like Mary Poppins of preschool (laughs) teachers. And, and she, I always felt like she was a better parent than I was. And she wasn't even a parent. Like she had no kids and had Uh no personal experience with like raising children, but she was so patient and understanding and had such a like global understanding of how toddlers and preschoolers operated. And I was always just so impressed by her. And I think I told you that story because, (laughs) you you know, she was caring for my daughter all day long and like, didn't have kids of her own. (laughs) And if she could do it, then like, that was good enough for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I find. Like, so that was like my own imposter syndrome getting in my way in my head and the way you answered it with that story just so like it was like you didn't even skip a beat you're like no absolutely not like you that's not even a concern um and I and I think how I view it too is like I have been a nanny now for almost 10 years because I did it while I was in college also I also studied education and child development and child psychology and in college and a lot of parents don't have that background, which is fine. And what I always say is, and actually just wrote a post about this is like, you're an expert on your baby because every baby's different. Like there's no, like, I'm not going to come in and, you know, tell someone things about their baby that they don't feel is right. But I, on the other side of that, am an expert now in pediatric sleep from taking your course as well as child behavior and behavioral health. And I've worked with so many kids in person and families. Um, so I feel like really this consulting work, uh, is much, it's like a marriage of those two things. And I don't think that sometimes I think it's even a skip, like a, um, a positive that I don't have kids because I have a different perspective that some, maybe that's what the parents are looking for. Um, and that's the little special sauce that they get in hiring me, um, just to have that third perspective. I actually think that that's spot on. I think that, um, you know, in, in my process of training others to do this work, one thing that I notice some very green sleep consultants doing is bringing their own experience into, you know, I see it in their sleep plans. They'll say like, well, my child did this. And, and I actually think that that's really not usually very productive because, you know, this isn't about 
our children. This isn't yeah. about our experiences. This is about our clients' experiences. Right. And and what we went through as parents is just anecdotal, in my opinion. You know, it's just it's just one tiny little dot on yeah. a huge graph of of data, right? Right. Um, so I think that. I think that you're spot on that maybe, maybe the fact that you don't have children of your own and your experience is just like seeing kids at all sorts of developmental ages and stages and, and being raised by all different types of families is actually yeah. uh, maybe more valuable than the limited experience that a parent has in their own home. Well, thank you. And I definitely like, and I know everyone struggles with imposter syndrome and I just feel like it, your brain will come up with any sort of thing to kind of get in your way. And I would just say, like, I've been able to push past that and actually use it as an asset. So, yeah, I love that. That's that's really yeah. amazing. So so speaking of imposter syndrome, uh, let's let's sort of take that a step further. I constantly get inquiries uh, specifically from career nannies that would love to add sleep consulting to their list of credentials, but many of them sort of can't get out of their own heads to do anything other than to like do what they know, support families yeah. in home on an hourly basis. Uh, yeah. Did you struggle with that mindset as well? Or were you sort of just excited and pumped and you uh, just went with it? So I um, like just what my goals are, I guess it just depends, I think, on what your goals are. So for me, I see in the next like five years, I know this is a question we can get to, but I, I think like um, I see myself transitioning out of nannying and using all my experience I've had from all those years and moving it into a full-time business. But right now I don't want to do that. I'm perfectly happy working as a nanny, but I, at the same time, love having this extra piece where I can kind of use my brain in a different way. So I'm just making that work for me in a way that works with my life. So I guess I didn't really struggle with that because that is my ultimate goal is to kind of move into a full-time business owner in the next three to five years. Um, but I guess, you know, if, if, if someone was struggling with that, I would just say like, just know that you have like a wealth of experience working with all these different families. It's something that not very many people can do, especially like switching from family to family. It takes a lot of like emotional intelligence and skill. And a lot of those same skills you can use as a sleep consultant and business owner. So just know that you have that huge asset in your arsenal. Such seriously, such wise words, for real, for real. Um, so how many families are you supporting at a time, uh, whether it's monthly or what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, so, what's, what's your caseload, if you don't mind me asking? Of course, I've had so I, I said I work 50 hours a week for as a nanny, I've had to just cap my clients at three a month. So I, I have the most of my clients use um, my two week package, which is the most in depth similar to yours, I, I believe, where you, I provide coaching and more of like a long-term support. And that's awesome. And I love that actually the most, but it takes a lot of energy and I want to make sure I'm giving everything I have to them. And if I, I find that if I have more than that, it's hard for me. I just kind of get a little burned out. Yeah. So, okay. And if, yeah. if you're sort of like maxed out for the month, what are you doing? Are you asking families to like hold off for a couple of weeks? Are you referring yeah. that business out? So right now I, I create like a little waiting list. And it, if someone really like seems to need someone immediately, I 
I luckily have a lot of colleagues and, and friends that I've made in this group that I have group chats with and I kind of been able to been able to like refer out to them, I guess. But um, for the most part, people are like, okay, like, you know, I kind of say, let's make sure that we start this when we're both on a good, you know, page. Are you ready to jump in with this? Or do you want some time to prepare? And usually they're like, oh, okay, like, next month is a better month for us. So let's pick, you know, XYZ date, and it, it seems to work out so far. Okay. That's awesome. That's really great that you've, first of all, that you've identified sort of a comfortable amount of work that you're able to take on and still support your clients at the highest level, support the family that you're caring for at the highest level and, and still working towards your long-term goals. I think it's hard for a lot of people to properly manage all of that. So, you know, if you're, if you're really doing that, I think, I think that that's something to be super proud of. Thank you. Um, When it comes to, when it comes to entrepreneurship, I always go back to the importance of identifying your why, you know, why did you want to get started on this journey back in 2020? And I'm wondering if your why from when you got started is still the same why that motivates you today, two years later. Yeah, I think um, what what it is for me is I, this is kind of something that I've, I've been able to peel back layers in like my career journey and find out like what I really want to do. And for me, it's work with children and families. But at the same time, I'm someone who has a huge value and importance on my own relationships in my life. So in other jobs I've had, I've worked in sales, I've worked, I was in school to become a school psychologist, I've had all these different roles. And one thing that I always found limiting was being so tied to a nine to five or to like being able to have, you know, 10 vacation days for a year. And I'm someone who really, I have a lot of important people in my life. And I plan to, like I said, have a family someday. So being able to kind of like move away from the, the old tapes, I guess I've, I had a business coach use that term to, with me. And I loved it. Like we have this, these tapes in our head where it's like, that's what work's supposed to look like. And I really don't think that's true. Like I am most inspired when I can kind of make my own schedule. It's extremely fulfilling to see your own business grow when you're working for yourself. So my why I guess is to be able to build a business to a point that I could go and visit a friend for a week, but still work the whole time and like, and be completely fulfilled and not have to like calculate in my head, like, Oh, who am I going to see this year? Because I only have 10 days of vacation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the freedom and the flexibility is, is huge. And that's something that I think a lot of us talk about in this like general abstract sense, you know, I talk about it a lot when it comes to entrepreneurship, right? Because that's what everybody says they want. But until you can actually the way that you just articulated it was so spot on, you know, it's like, right now you have you have your 10 vacation days, and you can go visit maybe like one friend or two friends over the course of the year. And like, those are your days. And and if you can build your business to the point where you can be, you know, self sufficient, and, and successful, no matter where you are in the country or in the world, like that is true freedom, which is amazing. Yeah. That's, it keeps me energized. And like, you know, I do, like you said before, you enjoy doing the work too. So like, if I'm going to go 
on a vacation, I won't mind like, you know, taking a call in the afternoon while you know other people are out on a walk, you know, it just, it's just for me, it works with, with what's important to me. So, yeah. Would you, would you, um, define this new ish role of yours uh, being a sleep consultant? Would you define it as being a bit of a passion project or, or is it the income, the extra income that sort of keeps you going, or maybe it's both? I think it's both. Um, it's passion, a passion project in that, like, I really enjoy it. And I, I don't ever get sick of trying, you know, building it and seeing what I could, what it could be. Um, and extra, the extra income is, is great. I'm not doing it for that. But of course, you know, that that is great. And eventually, I want to turn that into, you know, more double or more of what I make currently. So it, it's all it, all of it is energizing to me. And that's the most important piece and what I've been looking for in a career. So yeah, I love that. So so Center for Pediatric Sleep Management is specifically teaching the virtual model of this business. And I know that that's largely what you are practicing right now. Um, but but some within our community are offering in home support. And I know that you're planning to offer that that come this summer. Uh, yes. Do you have any idea specifically of what that will look like? And, and are you nervous about it or just totally excited? Um, a little bit of both. So I, I have a lot of people who have asked me that like clients where I'm on discovery calls are like, so like, do you, could you come over, you know? And it's like, yeah, I live in Madison and I, that's actually kind of close enough to also Milwaukee and Chicago. So I, what I plan on doing is offering that I actually was talking to another sleep consultant who goes on like long distant calls. So she'll like fly to Manhattan and have someone pay her several thousand dollars to go and stay with them for like several days and just get in there and get their kids sleeping. So I would, you know, maybe once a month go on like a long business trip to do that. I I would like that at, at the at this point in my life. Um, I just want to offer that because I think a lot of people like myself are visual hands-on learners. So the, although I am supporting them and I'm there coaching people along, I think there is value in someone actually coming in and like looking at your child's room, making sure it's safe and just being there with you as the child's crying and they can see how you're reacting to it and like, and not reacting to it and just have someone there to support, I think is really important and something that I would love to offer. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what that looks like for you. I think that you would be a perfect fit for it. So I I really can't wait to see you get that going. Um, I know we touched a little bit on your goals and like where you would like to see your business, you know, a few years from now, I guess my follow up question to that is like, how do you plan to make that happen? Like if you're working, if you're working 50 hours a week, and you really can only take three ish families on at a time before you start to feel burnt out? How do you do you have a plan for how to shift away from like your hourly full-time job to more of like consulting based income? Yes. So, um, the, the family I work for right now, it's, it, it just happens to be a really great situation. They have two kids who are like 15 months apart. They're babies right now. The oldest is about to turn two. Um, and they, they do go to a little, the oldest goes to like a little half day early learning center. Um, so, in the fall, the youngest will be able to go as well. So just for like a couple of days, and I have actually full 
control over the schedule. So I can choose like what mornings they go. So I'm going to just kind of try to make a, make some time to have like a morning for me where I have clients and I actually have a little office set up for myself in their house. So it's, it's just really perfect. Um, and as the kids get older, they'll go to school more and my role will be less involved with care and more involved with kind of household management and just kind of being more of a supporting role for the family. Uh, and so, and they are fully aware of this. Like we have a very open relationship here and they know that this is my goal and they want this to work for me and for them. And I think that's a really important piece for a consultant or for a nanny or any role you're in is to make sure that your you and your employer or your client have that relationship where you are both benefiting. So that that's my goal. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like you are with the right family. I, I really am. It's perfect. Yeah. So before we wrap up, uh, share with everybody how they can find you if they want to follow you on social media or, or sure. reach out with questions, whatever, yeah. share, share whatever you'd like to share. Sure. So I am on social media, um, Instagram and Facebook. It's at sound sleepers by Natalie Fay. You can DM me there, um, or message me on Facebook. I also have an email address that's in my bio on Instagram. So I respond to all pretty equally, um, frequently. So yeah, go ahead and reach out. Perfect. Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate you being willing to come on and share your story. And frankly, I was just saying this before we started recording. Natalie and I haven't been on a Zoom like face to face in like two years. And it was really nice. It was nice to see your face and and chat with you and catch up. And I can't wait for this to air. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.